Hola, hola. Welcome, everybody, to Season 3 of the Chicago Techies Podcast, a podcast focused on highlighting the voices of Chicago techies and their experiences. This season, we'll be hearing from seasoned entrepreneurs to rising stars making their mark. We'll dive into their triumphs, their challenges, and all their unique experiences that have shaped their journeys. I'm Sissy Fisher Benitez. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Yuetzin, welcome to the Chicago Techies Podcast. How's it going? Ooh, great. Thanks, Cecilia, for having me here. I'm so, so, so super excited to be talking to you today. Why don't we get started with all the questions and all everything about you? Yeah, um, let's, do let's it. start with your name, your pronouns, where you're from, and your current role. Yeah, so I'm Yuetzin Diaz. My pronouns are she, her, and I am from Chicago. Um, and then what was the other question? <laughs> oh, work. oh, just your current role. Yeah. My current role, I am a product marketing manager. I, I don't think I've had a product marketing manager yet. So I'm excited to hear all about ah, what your day-to-day stuff looks yeah, like. It's fun. But, but I do want to start from the beginning because I, I usually like to do that first. Um, I like to ask folks, you know, mm-hmm. what was it growing up for them? Like, did they always know that they were going to end up in tech or... <laughs> You know, what What was your journey like for you? What were you interested on? Um, tell yeah. me about Little Yotin. Oh, my gosh, Cecilia. It's been such a crazy journey for me because I, like, never imagined myself being, you know, where I'm at right now in product marketing. That wasn't part of the plan, I would say. Uh, but Little Me wanted to actually be an architect, you know. Um, I was actually originally, like, born in Mexico City. And uh, I remember that my parents hire an architect, you know, to build their home because, you know, over there, it's very common to have land and build a home there and, you know, raise a family. And I remember as a, as a young girl, like, oh, my God, I want to be an architect. You know, I wanted to be an architect to be able to design like my parents' house, my own house. And I was only eight years old. And that's where that interest really um, sparked. Um, and so that really what was the driver when, you know, I moved to the U.S. And that was sort of like always the goal in the back of my mind, like, oh, I want to take these classes, you know, like drawing or like sketching and, you know, things related to it all the way when um, I got into college, it was time to pick a major. And I mean, it was no brainer, right? I was like, architect, I still want to be an architect. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, so, so where, where in Mexico did you say? I was born in Mexico city. Mexico originally. city. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I was born in Michoacan. Uh, I also grew up in Mexico oh. for, um, like up until I was 11 and then I moved. Oh, hi, five. Yeah. I know. Same. So what was that immigration experience for you? How old were you? I was eight years old when we moved to the U.S. Obviously, as you know, um, it, besides the culture shock, it's also the language Mm-hmm. right? That you're learning a language at eight or older. Like it's a lot different because I do think that it's a muscle, you know, Spanish is very different from English and you grow up faster. That's, that's the best way that I can describe it. Like going to a different country as a child is like, it forces you to grow up faster, uh, just to look yeah. at the world differently, honestly, in a good way though, I would say probably more independent too. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think a lot of my memories from like eighth and ninth grade when I was or in seventh grade when I was really learning English, a, a lot of my memories are 
going to the library um, and translating for my folks. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can relate to that so much. I mean, I was in ESL, I would say, Mm -hmm. in elementary school. But I think for me, a memory that really sticks is translating from my parents at the doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember my mom actually burned her hand. And I was so scared to talk English before that because I was just so self-conscious of like my accent or I'm not saying a word, right? But because my mom was like in so much pain, like it just forced me to like talk and translate for her, you know? So in these, these are the type of experiences that you look back and you're like, oh my God, you know, you, I was, we were only children. (laughs) Yeah. And funny enough, like I have a twin sister and so we were so both cool. going through this same experience, right? And I always remember, though, vividly, like, being so proud of myself because my sister never wanted to do it. Like, oh. she was too shy. Like, and, and we would just look at each other to see who's going to do it this time, who's going to do it this time. And it was always me having to speak up and translate. Um, but, I mean, I guess it made sense because I was always more of, like, the outgoing one, like, the one that talked more, the one that... You were brave. I did, like... I actually really <laughs> enjoyed English. I, I I thought I was pretty good at, like, mimicking. Um, um, and I think that's what helped, too, with the accent, you know? Um, that's but anyway, so cool. I, those are some of my early memories that I remember um, having to do that for my parents, you know? But That's awesome. Um, I did not know that about yeah, you, so... Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I know a little bit about architecture, construction, and engineering <laughs> because I was, uh, I worked at a high school, you know, for five years before tech, um, cool. and they focus on those things. And I was helping students kind of choose their paths into those careers. Um, so I want to know a little bit about your like trajectory, kind of like going through the high school system and going through college and kind of declaring you know that you wanted to do architecture um Mm -hmm. what like what was it that process like for you um did you know other people that were went in those fields with it around you um or what how did you navigate it no I I actually didn't know anyone you know that was in those fields or you know and I and I wish I did uh, to get that guidance, right? Especially when you're younger and guiding you like, these are the classes that you should take, or uh, this is really how this industry works, or these are the type of volunteering programs that you could be doing. Um, so I think I definitely missed out a little bit on that. But navigating and taking classes, it was just, you know, asking professors, right? Uh, hey, I like to sort of get into be an architect, you know, what should I be taking? And I remember, uh, taking a lot of like sketching and obviously in elementary school, like the perception was like architects just draw. Right. So that was sort of like my main focus. And then when you get to high school, it was like a reality check because they're like, you need all this math. You need to take CAD. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, you know? But, um, I also think like emigrating from like a different country, like you hold on so tight to these like goals and dreams, you know, and I'm sure you can relate to this. So it just didn't matter, you know, how hard these classes were sounding. It's like, oh, okay, I have to, I have to get it done. Um, So I took a lot of CAD classes in high school, a lot of math. Um, I must say I'm, I wasn't the best in math. It wasn't my strength. It wasn't my strongest. <laughs> it's not mine either. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I was definitely doing a lot of tutoring when it came to the math part um, of classes. And, you know, I try to take as much, I don't know if you remember AP classes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, were a thing. I don't know if there's still a thing, but AP classes to sort of um, help me get those college credits or those, you know, advanced classes to try to get there sooner. Um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of math, a lot of CAD classes, a lot of drawing, uh, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. What And what college did you go to? So then I, um, I went to a community college actually for three years just to try to get my gen ed classes out of the way. Um, also, you know, I was able to get a scholarship to transfer to a four-year university afterwards. So I went to Illinois Institute of Technology. I think nice. they recently changed the name to like Illinois, Illinois Tech. Tech. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> more hip. <laughs> um, so I did their five-year program there, their architecture program, and graduated in 2014. Can't believe it's literally almost like 10 years now. That's wild. I know. And I think, I mean, from, from what I know about you, I know that you had also, you had a little bit of a stint in construction, right? Mm. Can you tell me a little bit about <laughs> what prompted that, like, kind of transition from, like, architecture mm. to construction? Like, what was what was that like? Oh, my God. So, yeah, like, during, actually, college years, like, I think, well, because I went to a community college, you know, I took a lot of, like, gen ed classes. So, by the time I transferred, I had you know, a little bit of room in my schedule to be filled out. And um, they're like, well, you need to fill up your schedule. And I was like, all right, so what are my choices? And they're like, well, you could take construction management. You know, I remember the university was barely starting their construction management like program. Mm -hmm. So they're like, this could be like a good, you know, introductory to what you're learning in 2D in the architecture side and then learn how to build it. Um, and so I started taking classes to make it a minor and it changed everything for me. Like it it was like that moment where I was like, it really made me doubt that I no longer wanted to be an architect because I think it was just the concepts, like everything just made more sense. Um, the drawing part of the architecture side and the designing, obviously like I'm passionate about it and like the final thing, you know, once you see it built, but to actually learn how it gets built, I think that's what really changed for me that I was like, maybe I don't want to be an architect anymore. I think I want to do construction. (laughs) Wow. I I imagine that's like a big revelation, right? Because you spent all these years (laughs) doing thinking. Yeah. Um, But I mean, I mean, speaking of that though, like, (laughs) <laughs> if you know women in tech is already like rough right like we don't have that numbers now i'm curious about women in trades like women in engineer like in construction i mean that's probably even a little bit harder oh yeah i mean it's it's super hard i mean even when i after i graduated college you know i just when i decided that i wanted to do in construction i think the biggest shocker was facing those challenges you know realizing that there wasn't a lot of women in the field, um, and that it was going to be a struggle and, um, yeah, navigating that. I think it's, it's been, it was hard for sure, but I think it's also very rewarding because 
I think we bring something else into the table, you know, when it comes to working with teams that male teams don't really have. And that's sort of like the compromise, like the willing to work with one another. Um, and I think those, those things a lot of times are overlooked. Um, but I think the biggest struggle was, you know, giving orders or asking someone to do something like a 50 year old person. And then you have this like 20 year old woman telling them what to do. They're like, what the heck, you know? And, um, it was tough, but I think that if there's one thing that I learned is relying, you know, on the more experienced people, you know, and really showing them that it's like, Hey, I'm just a person too. I'm trying to learn. And I want to learn from you, you know, like share your knowledge with me. And that's really how I navigated just talking to the trades, you know, on the field. Um, I remember the bricklayer. I was talking to the superintendent one time when I was a project manager and I said to him like, oh, you know, I really want, you know, the trades to like really get along with them. And he said, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. He's like, let's go outside. He takes me outside. He's like, put your hard head on your boots, everything. We go by the brick layer and he goes, you said you wanted to get along. Uh, why don't you try their, their job to see what they're doing? It's like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like I was a little intimidated and scared, but I was like, sure. So I started um, trying to put the bricks together. Obviously I was terrible at it. I didn't even know where to start, but he was teaching me something, you know, that it was like, it's more than just a title. Like at the end of the day, people just want to be heard and they just want to see that you want to learn from them as well. Um, yeah. It's been a so, while, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. I'm excited to hear about this. Like, so what was your first role out of college? Like, did you go into architecture or did you go into construction? I went into construction. So I started working for an owner's rep uh, firm that was actually starting also their architecture division. So I did a little bit of architecture okay. probably for like a couple months. Um, but they were a construction management firm. So I did more on the construction side of things. So I was like an owner's rep, like basically learning about like permitting. And then um, I did that for about a year and a half. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to dive into full construction, you know, like learn it all. Um, and so I, that's when I changed roles and I went to work for a general contractor in Chicago and I started as a PE, you know, like boots on the ground. What's a um, PE mean? A uh, project engineer, okay. like a project engineer. Yeah. That's on the field, working with the superintendent on the trailer. That was like my second home <laughs> on the job site. And then, um, I moved into a project management role after that. And yeah. And I imagine the project management role is, is also now something that you can kind of transfer, right? Like those skills that you learn are, are definitely transferable. So um, we have our, we're making our way from construction to, to product marketing. <laughs> so you spent a few more years doing construction there. Um, and then what prompted this curiosity for, for technology or for wanting to know more about this industry? Yeah, I told you it was going to be a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so 
I think my third year as a project manager, uh, the company started investing in new technology. And they're like, we need to use it on someone's project. And so I was sort of like, our project was sort of like the guinea pig of using the new technology. And I mean, obviously, you know, it's like it, we did awesome because of it. You know, we Mm -hmm. finished our project ahead of time. Like it just went really smooth. And me personally, I was like, I love this, you know, and I started to kind of realize, like, I think this is where the industry is going, you know, like construction is like a very old school industry, but I'm like, wow, there's like a lot of opportunity here. And um, so after my project ended, I remember knowing the technology really well. And uh, I remember my manager also asking me to train other project managers on the technology to help them like see the value. And so I started getting a little bit more immersed into it that it started planting that seed, you know, I'm like, Hmm, what else is out there? You know, of technology. Like, I like this, like, I I, want to learn more. Um, and so at that point, uh, I did actually, I did transfer from a project manager. I did a VDC rotation. So a virtual design, uh, department to try to sort of explore that a little bit more. Uh, but then I real, I, you know, as I started learning more on the technology side of things of construction, I realized that, whoa, like there's a whole nother world of technology. And that was the pivotal moment when I was like, I think I'm ready to make the leap here into technology <laughs> i have so many questions <laughs> because this is like such an exciting time right because i like i'm thinking also like there's so much you could do with construction and like and tech construction and like sustainability construction right like there's designing and building like a greener future like there's a lot of, of things that like that that as a with your background you yeah. could make an impact in in yeah. various fields within tech. So Absolutely. I'm I'm curious, like, what led you to you know, th- um, to the next thing? Like, like, what was the was the marketing uh, product marketing role after construction, or was there something before then? Before that, that was something before then. So okay. I yeah, I so one making an impact has always been like super important for me. But what I realized was that, okay, as a PM, I was making an impact, like building buildings, right? Like bettering people's places, right? Like I can pass by there and say, hey, I built that. Like, that's an awesome feeling, right? Like I build that and you can say so many stories about that. But then on the technology side of things, what I realized that, you know, was like really attracting or getting my attention was improving the way people work. Like you're actually improving some like simple processes. Mm -hmm. You're still helping them. You're still making an impact, but it's just by helping them do things better. And so I I wanted to explore more of that. I'm like, okay, this is not a actual physical impact, but it's more like you're working behind the scenes, um, you know, with a team of helping them improve the way they work. And so I was actually recruited by, um, can I say the name of the company or yeah, not? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I was actually recruited by Komatsu, which is a construction machinery company. I was actually on a job site and someone approached me and they're like, oh, what are you working on? And 
just chatting through them, it turns out that they were starting their technology division because they wanted to get into the tech um, side of things. And so I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to do tech, you know, in construction. And there it was more focused on flying drones, you know, more specifically on the earth moving side of things of construction. So So that was my first like pivot into, into tech. Um, You know, and I actually had a guest um, not too long ago um, where we were, he, he's a, a, he does entrepreneurship. He's a, the mm-hmm. CEO and president of Entrepreneurship's Academy, and um, and they do drone flying b- because because I guess like you know that's become a career for site yes. inspections. So they're like now like, the drones have become like indispensable tools for construction site ins- like ins- inspections, and not just construction, but also like when you're selling a home, like you're yep. looking at roofs. I feel like the intersection of construction and technology is incredible. Like there's also, oh, yeah. um, I mean, there's multiple things that they're using AI and machine learning also for project management, right. Mm-hmm. For, to, um, to make sure that we're analyzing that they're analyzing data and predicting potential delays or like optimizing schedules. Like you were just saying, like finishing a project ahead of time. Totally. I, 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 there's, this is definitely like, um, you know, AI is a big topic right now. Mm-hmm. Drones, like AR, even like design, like uh, visualization, yeah. robots, like doing late, hard, like intense labor. Um, I think there's oh, yeah. definitely a lot of like a huge intersection of technology and construction. And I hadn't really thought about it that way until I did my fellowship for BC. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think there's, there's definitely I'm just getting so excited about what you're pointing out because I'm like I think about these things sometimes too (laughs) well you should go into construction Cecilia (laughs) no I don't think so but maybe I can invest in construction (laughs) or you can invest in the in the technology I mean you said robots and actually one of my ex-coworkers was telling me they have a robot layout on the field already testing it Mm. and helping them so if back then I thought technology was the future, I can tell you right now that probably AI is the future on construction sure. as well, for yeah. sure. It's crazy. It's crazy exciting sure. though, but it's it's changing. Change is here. Now, like walk me through the final step, getting from these, this construction background to your first role as a product marketing manager at Autodesk. Like how did, you, what was that journey like? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Autodesk has always been the goal. It was like, my dream company, because it's one of the leading industry, you know, companies uh, for construction and design, because I've used their, you know, I used to use their software before. Mm. And, um, you know, I came to the, that was a goal of mine, where it's like, I want to work for Autodesk, because they're a leading company in the industry. And so, you know, after Komatsu, I, a couple of years there, I learned a little bit more on the product and product marketing. And really that's what like gave me the confidence to go for a product marketing role. I don't think it, without that experience, I would have been able to even think about the possibility of me going into a role that I have now. And um, obviously it was hard because I think my time at Komatsu was impactful and I really enjoyed the team and everyone there. Uh, But you know, I said, this is an opportunity came up 
to get into a full-time product marketing role. And uh, I decided to take on it. And I think this was a time I was thinking of like, okay, let's all bring it together, you know, for this role, like all this experience, this technical side of things. And while at the same time still learning something new because it is a new role. I don't have a marketing background or anything like that. So it's been a a learning experience, but um, it's been an exciting one (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, it's all about learning and adapting to everything. I mean, earlier, you know, you know, so did you, I guess this is, I'm kind of going back a little bit here because I got too excited, but um, so were you also flying drones in, in, in operating this, this machinery or were you just working with people that were doing that? Oh, in Komatsu? Oh, no, mm-hmm. I was I was flying the drones. I got drone certified, FAA 107. I took yeah. my FAA 107. Um, I was flying drones, and I also got to operate machinery. Yes. So you um, do this. Okay. So now, like, how do you approach this, right? Like, this learning and adapting to new technologies mm-hmm. is in this industry that is, like, also, like, rapidly evolving because there's always new technology coming out. So, yeah. Um, as we're in the spirit of learning and adapting, like how did you navigate those experiences? Like, were you excited? Were you scared? Like, what was, mm-hmm. what was that like? I, I mean, of course I was a little scared because I, I was the only woman in the team too. You know, it's not just about the experience, but it's also a gender, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you always have to approach it with an open mind, you know, of saying, okay, this is scary, but, I'm a true believer that the things that are scary are the things that you should be doing, you know, because I find that that's where I've learned the most. You just have to dig in into like trying to trust yourself, asking questions, you know, making sure that you're seen as you're open minded, open to learning. Right. So then Mm -hmm. people can help you. Yeah, I think that's really important, you know making that very clear, like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I love to learn, <laughs> you know, can yeah, you, yeah. can you guide me through this process? But yeah, it was definitely scary. I'm not going to lie. You know, I was, it was scary and intimidating many times for sure. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you mentioned this, you know, as a woman, like in construction, right? Like um, you also like mentioned like wanting to inspire others earlier, like especially yeah. women um, and you know, I guess you, when I set a good example, you know, you are yeah, the next generation of women that are, that is taking onto these careers in construction. So um, I'm curious in that spirit, like what advice like do you have for individuals looking to enter that mm-hmm. field in particularly, you know, that, is, that are also coming from underrepresented groups? Yeah. I think the first thing is uh, try to look for mentors you know, people that are already in the field, even if you don't know them, just try to connect with people because that's going to give you a lot more confidence to just go in there and doing it. And the second thing is just simply just do it. Like it's going to be scary. It's going to be really hard, but it's going to be really rewarding. Honestly, it's, it's very rewarding, not just because saying, wow, I was the only woman there, but looking back and saying, wow, like, I learn all of this, you know, and I learn it because I was willing to like learn and put myself out there. But mentoring has been really important. Honestly, like I've looked for mentors, even for my previous jobs, 
you know, actually some of that were my boss, like my first boss, like she became my mentor because she's also a woman, she's in construction. So it's also like uh, relying and leaning on those mm-hmm. connections um, to give you that confidence and to guide you. And, you know, especially in those hard moments, I think it's such a big help. It's such a like huge support system. Yeah, that's that's great advice. I wanted to circle back to you, you know, just kind of highlighting a, a moment where you share that, you know, working for Autodesk was like your was a dream of yours. I, I feel like, you know, this is something that pe- a, lot of, a lot of people can relate to. They, everybody has a dream company. Mm-hmm. Everybody has, you know, it has is preparing for something that they have, are always dreaming about. And then you made it happen. So how did you prepare to take that step into saying, I'm ready for this. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to go get this because, you know, I'm confident that I can do this. I, I feel like a lot of us get stuck in mm-hmm. just like having that dream company and 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 talking ourselves down. Yeah. So what would you say to people that are, you know, talking themselves down, that they're not, that they're kind of questioning yeah. going for, after the dream company? Well, I think the first you have to be sure what role you want to go through, right? That's the first thing, like, where recognizing what your strengths are that's the first thing and which role are you going to are you going uh, to go for and how where you think you can bring the most value right where you already have enough experience to bring value into that role and maybe that's not the case too you know maybe you don't have a lot of experience but I think the first thing is finding out like being sure of what where do you want to fit in, in in this role or in this company? And then the second thing is how do, what do I need to do to get there? You know, do I need more experience? Uh, what kind of skills do I need a certification? Do I need, um, I don't know, specific things that I need to know, mm-hmm. you know, or leadership skills, right? Cause a lot of times these are overlooked as well. And, um, I think just like doing like a honest evaluation of yourself, right? But then again, at the end of the day, it's like maybe you're never ready. You know, you just have to get to at some point motivate yourself and say, you know what, believe in your skills and your experience and said, you know, if you feel that it's time to make a change and it's time to go for it because you've been wishing for so long. Well, wishing for so long is not really going to, do anything, right? It, it's just, you're going to get stuck because I've been there. You know, I was like, oh, maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I'm not ready. But at some point, you just have to make the jump, right? Like, do your research. <laughs> do your research and prepare yourself as much as you can. But know that you're going in with the mentality and the opportunity to learn even more. So, um yeah. And and this is where the mentors come into place because so yeah, I can tell you that before me applying to Autodesk or even Kamatsu, I call my mentor. And she gave me the pep talk. She's like, Yes, of course you're ready for this. You've been working so hard all this time. Of course you're ready for this. You need to apply to it. You need to go for it. So it's like almost that boost of confidence, but also like these are people that believe in you. So it's like, why wouldn't you believe in yourself? And and that's been, um, I think, a lesson we can all learn, honestly. For sure. 
No, I love that. I love that. And always being open to continuous learning because you're always going to be learning for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I have a couple more questions and then we can start wrapping up. But okay. um, I think one is the one that I was also already getting excited about, which, <laughs> you know, considering your extensive experience in various things, like where do you see this future of construction and technology heading? Ooh, I don't know. It's a lot of question. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of question, but obviously I think that, I mean, technology is here to stay, you know, and I think that the demands of the market companies need to keep up with the demands and they're turning into technology to find a lot of these answers that they haven't been able to resolve without the technology. And so I think AI might be a big part of, um, the industry specifically, not just because everyone's talking about it, but because I look back when this whole digital transformation started with construction, and this is exactly how it started. And I and I definitely see the industry heading there. Where do I see myself making an impact in the future? I think that with my technical knowledge, I love to continue to help develop you know, maybe software or even on the marketing side, messaging better things for our customers, like still helping them um, in construction because there is there is a lot of opportunity. I, I'm passionate about this industry and I think um, there's a lot of opportunity to continue to help. So I hope I can bring that technical side of things to even just a different perspective um, in the way we are leading some of these processes in the company. And obviously, aside from my role, like I want to inspire other women, you know, to, to go into this field, because I, I think there's a lot more opportunity now than before. No, I, I yeah, I love that. I think I, I, I'm definitely inspired to go and learn a little bit more about construction tech. Yeah. And, and how, and how kind of it impacts like your day to day. Um, because it's everywhere. I mean, if you yes. take a walk in West Loop, there is buildings that weren't there half a year ago. Like Absolutely. it's insane. Like the amount of construction that Chicago is seeing in the last couple of years and the technology that, that is being used to build, mm-hmm. you know, this, th- these new buildings that are like promoting, you know, a green lifestyle, sustainability, like a lot of things. Um, Anyway, I was excited to talk to you about all this because I, I figured yeah. you, you had a lot to do with this too. So. Yeah, I mean, and now they're using technology. So they might even be like finishing projects sooner. So this is why construction keeps booming too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what like, I guess to wrap up, like what are some of your personal goals? Like where do you want to head um, as, you know, as we continue to evolve in, in tech? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to... I, I definitely want to stay intact. Um, I don't know. I mean, part of me has considered like other talents, you know, but I think that I like tech because there's like so many like paths that you can take and still be like have an impact on the industry. So my personal goal is just to continue to grow in the tech industry because honestly, like I- I'm fairly new to it too. I'm still learning a lot. So I want to definitely build my knowledge on, you know, what it takes to solve a pain point for customers really in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I also want to do a, like mentoring outside of work. Um, I think I'm at that point in my life where it's like, okay, I want to now give back, you know, based on my experiences and, you know, just professionally and outside of work. Like I want to give back to my community and yeah. one of my well, goals. We, oh yeah. We go have a, the Latinas in tech mentorship program that's coming back in March. So if you yeah. want to sign up to be a mentor, you know um, what? Yes. I, I, I currently have a mentor by the way, from Latinas in tech, it's been life changing experience. Oh, good. Yes. I, I highly recommend anyone to please sign up for the mentoring program because it's been such a rewarding experience. I mean, she's helped me navigate through work stress, just questions, doubts. <laughs> um, but you know what? You might be right. I, I I think March would be a good time for me to to make this goal happen. Well, I'll keep you that. posted. <laughs> I'm also going to share with you. I mean, I I mentioned it earlier. Um, the Entrepreneurs Academy. Uh, they're they're in the uh, West Side of Chicago. Oh. Um, and I, you know, I mentioned that they they do some drones, um, like certifications as well for people that are interested in, in creating their own businesses or their own like. Um, Wow. They're entrepreneurs. So they're also looking for mentors too all the time. So you oh should God. check them out um, and consider because you have this already experience that you can provide someone. So that Absolutely. would be awesome. Yeah, um, thank I'll, you so I'll, much for sharing I'll that. put the link on, on our chat here box so you can see it if, if that's something that you're curious about. I, I interviewed um, Absolutely. Philip and he was great and I love <laughs> what they're doing and you know everything's free. For um, they got a couple of grants. They work with the Department of Justice as, as well. They've gotten some grants, um, okay. or no, not, not the Department of Justice, the Illinois Criminal Justice Information Authority. I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so they do a lot of um, a lot of like returnship stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, if that's something of interest. Definitely Absolutely. check them out. They do really, really cool stuff. Um, well, uh, this has been a pleasure. I'm so excited for people to reach out to you because I, ho I hope they do. I mean, I had a lot of questions, so I'm sure people have more questions. If anyone wanted to reach out to you, um, where can they reach you? Yeah, they can find me on my LinkedIn. Um, we'll share the handle here or it, they could email me, yoetson at gmail.com. Yeah, I mean, I can cool. put both of those on the show notes and, and your links to um, your link. Yeah, that, absolutely. So. Always open. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This was really exciting. This is really, I'm glad to have learned a little bit more about you and your journey. And I can't wait to see what's next for you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And it was uh, likewise learning a little bit more about you. And this was so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Chicago Techies podcast. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. Let's continue the conversation on social media. We are at Chicago Techies on all social media platforms. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.